No man has a right to be amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable of. Socrates. Created live on Fireside. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Athletic Definition with Ray Z. Today, we're going to be talking about the future of fitness. If you didn't have to work out anymore, would you still work out? Would you like to get personal training from a robot? Well, these are all things that are definitely just around the corner, believe it or not. So I thought I would talk about all the different options. Now, I do another show on here called Sports Fitness News and Trends. And on the past show, I was looking into technology and I've done one on fitness in the metaverse. Technology is great because it's got a lot of advancements and benefits, but it could be a little bit, a little bit scary too, with some of the drawbacks and things that maybe unethical people can do with it. So since the pandemic, it pretty much sped up the whole virtual training, uh, virtual apps, personal training over the TV. One of the new things that's out right now, and there's more and more. It only used to be one company. Now there's multiple companies at different price points. It's called the Mirror. And you can work out in front of a mirror and then you have a personal coach and they, you could even do like a one-on-one, -on -one, like a TV session. The mirror, I can't remember the price. I've done it in the past. I think it was maybe about $800, the low end. And then you also have to consider the subscription. In VR with uh, Metaverse, since Facebook Meta bought Oculus many years ago, they've been working on the games. And one of the most popular games there is called Lights Out. It's a boxing game which duplicates you boxing. To me, it's not the same thing as boxing because getting, like Mike Tyson said, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, the whole virtual reality thing, you never get punched in the mouth. So hopefully you don't get a false sense of security where you could think you're out ready to defend yourself in the real world with that type of training. However, there is actually a virtual reality institute and it teamed up with uh, the San Francisco State University kinesiology team and they're actually studying all the benefits and and all the you know drawbacks to training in vr one of the past articles that i read and all the articles that i am getting this from will be included in the show notes in case you want to do a deeper dive into what i'm letting you know one of them said that the people who would try out the vr even though according to their statistics they got really effective workouts and they push themselves to the max effort after they were done most people who did a vr workout didn't consider it a vr workout they would be like i'm gonna go to the gym after because they just considered it a game me personally i haven't tried the vr uh, the i think the cheapest glasses 300 dollars, and then it goes up to 600 uh, besides the 600 there's also they're kind of like ellipticals but not really a little bit different. You, you have to learn how to walk differently. So it changes your stride. So if you're trying to duplicate how the commercial says, wouldn't it be great to wake up and be in the mountain and start working out? Yes, but you know what's even better than that is actually going to the mountain, getting the fresh air, hearing the whisper of the winds, the birds chirping, the water flowing and getting the fresh air, getting the altitude and being actually in the mountain instead of virtually. Now, for those people who are paraplegic or disabled, I think that's great. Take advantage or maybe have an injury. 
Me recently, I got bit by a dog on 4th of July. That took me out from working out for over a month. Luckily, it wasn't too big of a, big of a dog, but if it was, then that would be even longer. In that time, I, I use a lot of working out to help fight depression, and I start to become more depressed. So if virtual reality can help you in those ways in the meantime, not as a permanent replacement, but as maybe something you can do just because you're so passionate about it and you, maybe you're not able to do another workout because you're on a strict schedule, then those are some great options. There is a robot that keeps getting fired from his job, but one of his jobs was uh, being a personal trainer. His name is Pepper. I think he came out like in early 2015. And right now he still has a couple of jobs. Um, they used them a lot during the pandemic when people couldn't go out and really interact with too many people to welcome people to the hotel. They've used them for many different things. They used them in an elderly home for people to work out. And sometimes he would take breaks in between the workout. And sometimes his movements would be limited to him actually demonstrating the workouts. So Pepper, at least for now, all of us personal trainers uh, don't have to worry about that competition. I think the price point for that was about $2,000 now since they did, and plus subscription. Now I think you can just buy it, not connect it for a couple hundred dollars, but I think they're working on revamping him, making it better. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I think may happen in the future. It, in some ways, I, I see technology being a benefit, like I mentioned, for those paraplegics. With things like Neuralink, which is Elon Musk, what he's developing, where let's say paraplegics could just think about turning on your lights or writing an email and through your brain you do it. But as we get more dependent on technology, it will also make us more lazier. We are so big in this country for convenience, for convenience. And depending on how you look at it, I'm not judgmental on people's bodies. I understand uh, people get judged, like fat shaming. A lot of people from their, their argument, which I've completely understand they a lot of people get stereotyped like oh because you're overweight that means that you're lazy and that's not true there's a lot of people who are very hard workers and through many many generations now processed food some some things you can't control and some things you can't at the same time just for convenience like drive-throughs have they made us better or just lazier is it more beneficial to us it depends if you're in a rush and you're just trying to get a starbucks possibly, but overall on our health, is it making us better? And these, this is going to be a judgment call for everybody. They came out with Google glasses years ago. They never really took off. Now they're revamping them again, but with, with the way they are, they have like lots of benefits as far as, oh, don't walk by that flower as pollen. You have allergies. I could tell you, say you're diabetic when you need to take insulin or something without having to take shots. So I, I definitely see the technology for working out health benefits very good. But as we go into the future, we also kind of have to look into the past to see what people have been doing. And I think pretty much from what I've read and from what I've researched, everybody has been wanting to live forever. Going back to pick up Galgamesh, I, I forget the guy's name, but he, he saw somebody die, I think his close friend, and then he spent the rest of his life looking for eternity, a way to live forever. He never found it, but along the route, he discovered the meaning of life. Not everybody's that fortunate to discover the meaning of life. 
from what I read, and that is the article that I was looking for, and I somehow lost it, but it was on Yahoo, and I believe it's called The Gruesome Ways That People Try to Live Forever. And the Pope, uh, I can't remember which Pope, he used to do blood transfusions with the young people. The Pope ended up dying, and the young people died. But there is some sort of correlation to young people's blood being able to help uh, revitalize old blood cells. Nothing with that conspiracy theory where rich people were taking kids or anything like that, but it has been done long ago. And then if you guys remember, oh, let's see, I think Michael Jackson's like the first person that I could remember that wanted to freeze himself or do something with his brain. But looking into that, the first person who was actually going to go into, it's a called a cryo, it's not a cryo chamber, that's the one where you go into recovery i can't remember the the whole word it's a cryo something and he did it like over 50 years ago from california he died at i believe 78 and he's been waiting he's been frozen i believe in scottdale arizona he's frozen and i can't remember it's a basically where they freeze your body until we have the technology i think that costs around thirty thousand dollars nowadays if you don't have that much money, then they could just save your head for, I think, about $10,000. From there, I think they, they're working on implants and many different things. There's a Russian named Dimitris Itzkov, and he's a billionaire. And he came up with this, I think, back in like 2005. According to what he wants to do, he's a little behind schedule. He basically wants to turn this all into avatars. And some of us might be like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous. That's not even possible. If you guys like rap music or if you guys remember Coachella 2012 when Tupac appeared with Snoop Dogg as a hologram, that's like the first hologram that I really seen that was, oh, okay, that looks kind of interesting. And then since then, the NFL a couple times has done it where this, like for the Panthers game, a giant Panther came out and you could see it on TV and the fans wouldn't actually see it. But when they look at the screen, that's where they could actually see it because Pretty much every stadium has a screen now. And you could see this giant panther just jump on top of the stadium. And of course, the, the effects look really, really realistic. But some people will be like, it's not possible. Well, just a couple days ago, like literally, I think yesterday or the day before at, at the baseball game, there's a announcer, Harry Carey, who passed away, I believe, in 1998. Well, they had a hologram and the article on Yahoo said that most fans were a little creeped out. So he was there singing, uh, take me out to the ball game. I'll, I'll show it on the show notes in case you want to take a look at that video. But it's ba basically Harry Carey. It looks just like him. He's singing out. He's singing with everybody and, and just kind of, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But that, that's where we're headed. And so this Russian, he has this avatar program. And let me pull it, pull it up here. And like I said, According to what he wanted to do, we're a little behind schedule, but his plan was that by 2015 to 2020, we would have an avatar, basically a robotic copy of a human body, and it would be remotely controlled through our brain. And then from 2020 to 2025, we're going to have avatar, which is a, uh, an avatar in a human brain that's transplanted after someone passes away. And then from 2030 to 2035 we will have an avatar with an artificial brain with human personality it's transferred at the end of someone's life and then by 2040 to 2045 just a complete holographic avatar 
as we start speeding up technology and technology is not going to stop no matter what, we will keep going forward and advancing. I wonder about a lot of these youthful people. Let's say that you're unhappy with your body. Do you just give up on your body because you can create your avatar the way you want? And that's where I'm like concerned about what's going to happen in the future because as of now, and I'll read you the statistics, I've known this for a while because I worked, oh, I've worked at what? Bally's, Alley Fitness, UFC Gym, and MMA Gym. And then I'm part of many fitness communities. I'm a marathoner, run 57 marathons so far, blue belt in jiu-jitsu, do basketball tournaments. I'm all over as, when it comes to fitness. So I, I see trends and things like that all the time. Here are the supplementary industry statistics for how the U.S. supplement industry works. Basically, right now, it says that by this year, in vitamins alone, it is projected to earn $4.94 billion. To me, is when you just take supplements and don't actually work out, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're not fully doing anything. You're doing something beneficial, but not to the fullest. And the reason I say that is because according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 19.3% of the U.S. population was engaged in sports and exercise. And male participation was a little bit higher. It was at 20.7. It says women were at 18%. Sorry, I don't have anything for uh, people who don't affect. They don't have stats for that. But... They're not very active. So then I went to uh, another article, which I'll put them on the show notes. And this is by Club Industry. It says only 23% of American adults meet leisure time physical activity. So now there is a quote by Socrates that I really, really like. It's all tied in together. So it says, no man has a right to be amateur in the matter of physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable of, Socrates. And now with pos a positive body image, which to me is not a bad thing because I know there's people with eating disorders, mental issues. And as I mentioned, through years of generations of processed food, some of it is beyond our control, but then that's also giving people a way out. There is a movie made in 2012, which is not very good. It's called Branded. I've mentioned this in the past. Branded is about the top salesmen in the world and the CEOs from all the like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Burger King, they, all the fast food restaurants gather because at this point when the movie's made, they're taking a dive. People are becoming more health conscious about what they eat, how they work out. And because of that, they're losing money. So they get the best salesman in the world. And the movie starts off with him saying, you guys had a good run, but it's over. People are smarter. They just don't want your food. You guys have one chance to, to make it. Are you guys willing to do whatever it takes? And one guy's like, no. And then they end up convincing him. And then from there, it cuts to the next scene. So you don't really know what his plan is. And then what it happens is there's a reality show. And in this reality show, it's going to be like a beauty makeover where they do complete beauty makeover, liposuction, and they kind of do it like American Idol where they get a bunch of people, they audition them, and then one girl wins. She starts getting cold feet, and she doesn't want to go through with it, but they went through so many people already. 
that they kind of like twist her arm into doing it. So she ends up doing it. And what happens is she ends up dying in the operation table. And then what happens is people start protesting, saying, why did, why did she have to get lipo? Fat is an ugly. You should accept her. And then the whole culture movement changed. And then people started eating fast food more. And guess who made all the money? Now, that's an extreme, and it is a movie. But to me, the pen is mightier than the sword. And now even movies can be mightier than the sword. The reason I say that is because I did a past show called Our Dad's Bods Really Sexy. And that whole trend started from one girl who wrote an article for college as a joke. And she actually didn't mean for it to kind of catch the whole attention it did. And now, years later, we're still talking about it. I do believe, and from what I've read, I can't remember his name. He's like the, known as the father of marketing. He did something back in the day where he wanted to sell cigarettes and he wanted to get women to start smoking. So he hired photographers. He staged the whole thing and he started a whole movement. So it is possible for us to get manipulated and with advertisement and the companies having unlimited budgets. It's no wonder why we have unhealthy eating because those are the only options. Now is the time to really start paying attention to are you being a little too easy on yourself because of body positivity? Now at this point, and this is back from 2013 to present, obesity is a bigger health crisis than hunger. Can you believe that? When I was growing up, hunger was the biggest issue. How are we going to solve all these starving people? And now it's obesity. And when you think about it, is there more modern countries than third world countries? And it, and if, is there more third world countries than modern countries? If so, that means that we're just consuming so much. Everyone can live the way they want to live. But if you want to live healthy, if you want to be mobile, if you want to be able to play with your grandkids, I, I definitely believe that working out, and I'm not saying don't eat junk or anything like that, but limit it to a point. If anybody here could live forever, what you want to? And that is a question that is now actually going to become possible. As I mentioned, that Russian billionaire, Dmitry, he started that 2045 uh, movement and he has uh, one of the employees, her name is Elizabeth Parrish. And this, this interview that I saw is from six years ago. So for, I'm sure it has advanced dramatically from what it is. But basically what they're doing is called reprogramming your cells so that you, will, you can't be immortal because you could die in a plane crash, get hit by a bus, but you won't die from disease, which I think that's pretty cool. I've had family members die from cancer and other diseases and seeing them become not even half of themselves is not a good memory. It stays ingrained in your brain. To be 100 years old and feel like you're 20, I think is a good thing. But what I didn't like, what the lady mentioned is, she said she had been traveling for months and she had no time to work out. It's possible, but I don't think that you can travel for months and not have any time to work out. I think that's a personal decision that you make on how you want to schedule your time. I think that there's always time to work out and there's many simple workouts where you don't even need a gym. You can do all body weight. 
And in the interview, she says, look it, touch my muscles. I feel great. And so that means that we're at the point now that we're going to be able to not work out, just take some sort of pill and still have muscle definition and still be in shape. If we can do that, would you stop working out? Would you stop being active? And I go back to Socrates. Would you not want to see what your body is capable of, the beauty of what your body is capable of? And just when I see so many different athletes, I pay attention to everything from gymnastics to swimming to ultra running, jujitsu, karate. And I see the remarkable human body and how capable of just doing magnificent things of stretching and just it's incredible lifting weights and everything else. I personally believe that we're born perfect. Our body is born perfect. You look at a baby, it could squat. It doesn't worry about knee problems. It doesn't worry about anything. It's through our environment, through our processed foods, through our sanitary lifestyle that we make our body imperfect. And I don't see nothing wrong with taking some pills if it's going to help you feel better, you know, at 70 or anything like that. But I don't believe that you should stop working out even when these technologies are available. That's my opinion. I would definitely like to hear if anyone would just completely stop working out with the new technologies or if you could live forever without disease, if that's something you want to do. The living forever, that 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 could be difficult. I know some religious people who would be like, yeah, I want to live forever. And if you believe in your religion, you're promised something greater after, I would figure you'd want to go and be with a creator. But technology now is at the point where they're talking about when you die, they're going to, like that movie with Johnny Depp that came out years ago, they're going to be able to take your soul or your a copy of you. And if it's a copy, is it really you? And put it into a computer program. Then as technology advances, what's it called though? It's that new laser thing, laser printing. They laser print it eyeballs, I think in 2018. And then they laser printed an organ, I think a liver, like five years before that. So we're getting to the point where pretty much anything you can do with your body, in my opinion, through working out, you're going to be able to do it without it. I think it's fascinating where we're going, where we're headed. I'm not anti-technology and I am not anti-help. This uh, gym in Florida, uh, they seem to have four locations in Florida, one in another state, but pretty much they're in Florida. And I want to reach out to them, but they have something called the world's most, they're calling it the world's most effective workout. And it's called 20 minute to fitness. And this gym, you're only allowed to work out three times a week for 20 minutes they go there and it does a body scan on you. There's a personal trainer, an actual human, but he's he or she is just there to read the analysis of the computer. And the workout is supposed to be so effective that if you wanted to work out and like advance, they say you can't because your body is going to need that time to recover. So I'm all up for technology and workouts. As I mentioned, I know we, we can't stop technology and with the whole being locked down, it definitely advanced it. But if the pop, if the percentage of people working out was like 20% and that was in 2019, since the pandemic, I know in the beginning, I saw a bunch of new runners out there, 
bunch of new people on bicycles, a bunch of people on the trails. And then it, even during the pandemic, it, it took a little decline. Uh, gym industries were really hurting. A lot of them had to stay closed for a long time. And I know a lot of people still don't want to go back to the gyms. And that's okay. You don't have to go back to the gym. But did you just completely stop working out? Or are you doing anything active to stay active? So as the advancements get, and we went through this isolation period, I'm not sure where in general everybody's at, if they think that technology is the way to go and forget working out, I'm just going to wait till technology can fix all my problems. And there was one more, uh, but I, could, I didn't have time to get it. And I can't remember his name, but he's a, he's a top like fitness guy. He did an interview with Joe Rogan. And he was talking about, if I could give you this medication and tell you that the efficiency of this medication is like 80%, would you take it? And I think most people would say yes. And that's basically the equivalent to exercise, health and fitness, to working out. Yet people won't do the working out because by the numbers, people aren't working out. And it's actually climbed in the years because I remember it was a lower percentage. But now with technology, I'm afraid that we're just going to get lazier and we're not going to be active. And then we won't be able to really truly, like Socrates said, know the beauty of what the human body is capable of. Not only that, but the mental positivity that it can give to you. When I first ran a marathon, I wasn't sure if I could complete a marathon and once I ran that marathon, it changed my whole perspective. I was like, well, if I could do that, what else can I do? And if you just take a pill, will you have that same type of effect? Will that have that same type of possibility of planting a seed in your brain to be like, wow, if I could do this and I wasn't sure if I could do it, what else could I do? And that is the drawback, in my opinion, to technology. So I do appreciate everybody being here in the audience. If anybody would like to come up and let me know if they would keep working out if as the technology advances. One thing that they did mention about, you know, that re, uh, reprogramming the cells is that they want to make it accessible to everybody. And right now it is not. I think it, at the time it was like a million something or half a million, but they said mostly it's to make it. With the other new technologies like freezing your body and stuff, the average person can't afford it. So if they're really going to make this accessible to everybody, that would be great. But I'm not sure that I believe that it's going to come down to money. And all right, I have a request. Hi. It's a... Hi. Hi, welcome. Thank you. It's Sonia. Hi, Sonia. From Pakistan. Yes, I remember you. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Actually, on the last weekend, uh, I discussed my issue of insomnia with you. You remember? Yes, I do. Um, after that, uh, I started to put my mobile on do not disturb mode after 10 p.m. And <laughs> it's very funny to share with you that um, all the night I kept awaking I just go have a glass of water and after every half hour, I, I go to washroom to pee. And mm. I repeat this thing till morning. 
and in the morning i put uh, ear plugs in my ear because my upstairs neighbors are so disturbing so uh, in the morning i used to sleep like i sleep after 8 am and i kept sleeping after till afternoon like 12:30 1 pm or 1:30 pm and actually uh, now the issue is that uh, the the schedule does not suit me how how should i bring back this sleeping schedule from morning to night because uh, here it's summer vacations and schools are going to uh, open from monday and i have three children all the three are school going so uh, can you please suggest me anything to reschedule my sleeping hours well uh, i do remember last week and i'm like so what exactly. time is it over there right now like 2:30 in the morning again roughly or it's one it's 1:35 a.m. one all right, right well, now one, as yeah, it's that... weekend so i i thought let's use the mobile i like uh, i was waiting that you will come uh, on fireside and i will tell you the whole story and i will get another advice from you and similarly i started walking also like you asked me you will get tired and you are going to sleep but the issue is after walking 5 kilometers 6 kilometers daily I was still waking. I was still up. Well, one thing you would do definitely want to do is avoid drinking so much water or just any sort of liquid before bed. Mm-hmm. One uh I know an ultra marathoner who's run over 500 marathons and one of the tricks he does is he when he's running ultra marathons, sometimes you try not to sleep because the less you sleep, the more mm-hmm. miles you can get in. So what he does is he purposely drinks water and when and that makes him go get up to go pee and then he doesn't lay back down. So mm-hmm. definitely stop with the water. Uh the other mm-hmm. thing as I mentioned uh well I didn't mention last time is as you go to bed uh, the other thing I could just kind of recommend that I do is think about what you are grateful for. Uh that way you can put yourself mm-hmm. in a good in a good mood and mm-hmm. you know relax and look into different mm-hmm. uh breathing techniques as well that will help you just you know get into a calmer state and see how that helps mm-hmm. as well um and i'm glad you kind of changed up your workout you don't have to do that every day but here and there mm-hmm. that way your body does get tired and you don't get used to that rhythm but i would say just definitely it's always helpful to be in a good mood and one good way to be in a mm-hmm. good mood is to you know think about what makes you happy think think about what you're mm-hmm. grateful for so that when you're going to sleep mm-hmm. you're going into the the sleep as far as like with gratitude and then mm-hmm. looking into different breathing techniques as well and mm-hmm. then um uh, another thing that i do is try and make my bedroom as dark as possible uh f- mm-hmm. for light especially at nighttime mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. since it's summertime the light creeps in early so if you want to try and sleep in a little mm-hmm. bit later The other thing too is mm-hmm. I do recommend trying to go out and walk with the sunlight that helps uh reset your uh, I can't think of the word right now but it helps Actually, reset Actually I I wanted uh-huh. I wanted to start a morning walk but the only issue is that I get sleepy in the morning from last uh, few days otherwise I had decided that with along with the night walk I will go on walk in the morning I will do 
and adopt the habits of earthing and all that but still it's not possible for me like uh, as the schedule is hitting me in a bad way like uh, the total different schedule no sleeping time uh, in the night but the sleep, i get uh, sleepy in the morning the only issue is the sleeping schedule now like uh, like uh, i have started to sleep in the morning i do sleep for some hours today i had a day nap for an hour as well but the schedule is totally disturbed i i myself want to go on the uh, morning walk i want to be early riser but i don't want to be risey all the time right and that's something that i do too i'll wake i'll wake myself up even though i'm sleepy even though i'm tired i'll get up extra early uh-huh. that way i'll be tired at night um I'm, i'm making my and then i'll be uh-huh. extra active that day so when it comes to nighttime my i'm just so exhausted i woke up earlier than usual something that my body's not used to and i worked out a little bit extra uh-huh. hard that that day and then that may also help you fall asleep sooner and i will apply yeah. your pieces of advice on my routine and i will again uh, will come uh, online on uh, next weekend and i will tell you the level of improvement as well great and then let me ask you the question uh, if you sure. could if you could stay in shape without working out would you stop working out no i did not stop working out actually i actually started right now i was all uh, already in a habit of walking but not 5 to 7 kilometers uh, but i do uh, i live on third floor and whenever i go downstairs i don't use lift i go by stairs and like uh, i whenever i go downstairs i repeatedly come up and go down come up and go down and basically i myself is a type of person the one who is a uh, fitness freak i don't want to gain weight i want to eat good food uh, i want to eat lots of food but still i want to keep myself in shape so i am already uh, making my body exhausted and tired and all the things you know okay how about if you could hope my english is understand oh no i could understand I, it's not my mother language so oh, i no. hope it's understand you know you're good you're fine how about if you could live to 100 mm-hmm. without disease would you want to sure <laughs> why not i will you know it's something that uh, i'm not sure till I'll, i will I, till i will live till i will eat According to what they're saying is you're going to feel like you're in your 20s with uh, the resell programming so you'll you can be up to 100 but feel like you're in your 20s that's what they say mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. I I I don't know if everybody would want to I think some people might feel that you're just playing with your your you know you're playing you're messing with the way we're intended to be and then there's other mm-hmm. things that we could talk about as far as Well, with people living longer, will it be enough food for other populations and bigger, you know, overpopulation? Actually, uh, the mm-hmm. issue is, uh, the one thing I want to describe that sometimes I think that why I am suffering with this sleeplessness when I am happy in my life, 
when I have everything, I have kids, I have no financial problems, I am having everything in my life, whatever I want to. But still, this thing, why does it appear in my life that sleeplessness, insomnia, depression, what causes it? The only thing uh, for me in my mind is that I am living 1400 kilometers away from my family in another city. Mm. So the uh, issue is loneliness, I think. No family, no friends here. I try to get mixed with the people. I want to be uh, extrovert. I want to be social. But there are lots of barriers of uh, different regions, different castes, different uh, cultures. And I'm always like, no, that's fine. I'm happy here. <laughs> no need to get mixed. And, you know, we Asian women are not happy with with one another. We taunt, we criticize, we do lots of pinching things with other women. Yeah, that, that that's actually a big issue. For... And that, somehow, some, somehow that is not tolerable for me. Yeah, the loneliness, uh, uh, isolation is a big point, issue. Uh, mm -hmm. I want, exactly. And one more uh, topic I want to highlight that I am born and I am raised in one of the most beautiful capital in the world. And mm. now I am living in one of the most uh, dirtiest city, and that is Karachi. And I think living in the nature, living in a peaceful environment, living in the birds, or, uh, living within the mountains, trees. And that is another thing that now you are living in a city which is surrounded with the deserts and pollution and all these things matters a lot. How how is a over here we have a lot of like free groups you can go to with a running group or just people get together to exercise mm -hmm. is there anybody like that that you could mm -hmm. socialize that you could share those no, interests no. with no that there's nothing no, like no. that over there no here here in this city the people like me or the people who belongs to the city from where I belong they are called burgers and what does that mean. And uh, a burger term is used for the people who are much advanced, who are much modern, who are um, a bit different from the cultural people, who wear uh, Western dresses, who eat different, who eat, whose habits are totally like uh, strange for the people living in surroundings. Yeah, I. It, it's a difficult one. The only thing I would Says. Exactly. Like you, you, you can suppose like an American or a German goes to Africa. Mm -hmm. That well, the good thing that's the simple, is, yeah, that's the simple example I can describe. Being. As I was talking about, technology has good parts and bad parts. The good part now is you can actually FaceTime your family, so you don't feel as lonely, <laughs> and maybe take a vacation out to or plan a weekend and instead of just doing regular walking, go hiking. I, mm -hmm. I love nature. Me personally, I'd rather go explore a national park than go to a big city. You know, back then I, it was uh, different, but I love actually, nature. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, hiking is in my gene, but now I told you that I'm living in a city which is surrounded with the deserts. So how far is a, is any uh -huh. sort of hiking place from you? 
at least at least four to five hundred kilometers. Is that a lot? Can you drive there? No, we can't drive there on weekend base. Weekly base, we can't drive there. Like we have, we have to catch up a flight of one and a half hour to reach our uh, motherland, or you can say our own city. We need to catch a flight. Oh wow! What about any sort of any other nature that's nearby you that you can go and and go hiking? Mm-hmm. And is no. there any, none? Wow. Okay. No, no, no parking places. Like we we do discuss on in in our routine that the only uh, place to go and have fun is to bring our children to a theme park or to a playland, or we can go to a mall. My husband oftenly says me, "Let's go on a shopping therapy." <laughs> so <laughs> the options are very less here. Wow. And the issue is, uh, the husband is transferred here. He has a job here. And I am uh, bound to live there. I understand. Well, I hopefully some of the tips that I use for other myself than a will help you. Tra- other, mm-hmm. other than a fitness trainer, uh, you are working as a psychiatrist right now. <laughs> I that yes, and I'm I'm so yeah. basically you all are, I'm, you are I'm not giving minds. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm not giving medical advice. I'm just basically letting you know what works for me. Hopefully it'll work for you. And what I'm going to do is exactly. I'm going to look into, because I'm always fascinated by different cultures, different parts of the world. You mentioned where you live is called, did you say karate? It's crowdy. It's too much crowdy. If you will uh, Google karate. Oh, karate. Okay. Yeah. You will, you will get no. And if you will write karate versus Islamabad, you will get lots of difference. Well, I'm going to look into it and see what kind of ideas I could come up for you in that area. Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I believe that, you know, you can always do an effective workout anywhere, even in a hotel. But I do understand mm-hmm. how you would feel more connected and happier being around nature. I, I plan to do mm-hmm. a whole show ab- about that. I think sometimes the big cities, I mean, I pretty much grew up in them. But at the same time, nature, mm-hmm. to me, I... If I could, mm-hmm. if I had the money, I would go and move to Sedona, Arizona right now because it's so beautiful there. Yeah. Every time I go there, I feel so connected. It It's like my happy place. It, I feel so different there than when I feel when I'm over here in Los Angeles. So I hope mm-hmm. uh, you can find something there that, you know, brings you that inner exactly. peace. That way, you could, exactly. yeah, that way you can at least get some good sleep. But I do thank you for mm-hmm. coming up here and updating me and letting me know. <laughs> thank you it was a nice talk with you uh, same to you and thank you looking so much. forward to seeing you next time and if there's anybody exactly exactly if there's anybody else in the audience we'll see who, you yes thank you if there's anybody else in the audience who would like to come up and let me know if you could uh stop working out and still be in shape would you keep working out because now with the new reprogramming of cells which let's see i think uh the Amazon guy, Jeff Bezos, bought, I think it's called Atlos. There's a Google bought one too, and I can't remember, but their whole goal is for you to live forever. There is another company that is into the same thing. So there's multiple companies on working on you living forever. And I forget by what year it's going to be like a $35.6 billion industry. 
of you just basically trying to live forever, whether it's through an avatar, like the Russian wants you to be, or whether it's going to be where they take your brain and put it into a computer, or whether it's just taking some sort of medication where it just reprograms your cells. And then basically you can't be immortal. You can still die in a plane crash, get hit by a bus, but you won't die from disease. And that to me, because I've had family pass away from disease is it, it was so painful and so, so sad to watch that I do like that. But at the same time, I kind of feel like we're, we might be doing things that we shouldn't be do. There's a whole morale thing and that's going to be a different for everybody. But yeah, with technology, definitely fitness will never be the same. And also with the whole metaverse, which I, I'm going to do another show because it, I haven't tried it. But from what I see, uh, when I work out, I sweat a lot. So I can't see myself wearing, you know, Oculus, big old, they, they still look bulky and heavy. And then you have to wear hand attachments. Then if you want to do the whole running, they have, they, you can look them up. I can't remember the name, but they're in a circle instead of a treadmill, how a treadmill just goes like horizontal uh, they'll or vertical they'll the the treadmills are a circle and it changes your gait you don't even walk normal so it's not like you you can really fully use it for exercise although the the efforts that they're the efforts that they say that people give when they're doing it because they don't realize that they're putting so much effort into it because they think of it as a game uh it is high in statistics but as i mentioned before most people who play these games later on still go to the gym because they don't feel it's a real workout. They feel like they're playing video games. So right now we're still on the verge. Uh, well, we're, we're like in the midway point where we have, you know, different generations, just depending on the kids nowadays are born with a cell phone in their hand. You can see them at all the stores, walking around, looking at, at the phone. So to them, it's normal to be connected 24 seven all the time. And then as we get older, and they get older and new advances like Neuralink, Google Glasses, Snapchat Glasses, and all those new technologies where you're basically having internet all the time. You put on the glasses and I could be talking to you guys. And at the same time, I'll have like a little window on my left eye and I could be Google searching something. So I'll always be connected. And then with Neuralink by Elon Musk, then as I'm talking to you guys, I could just be, oh, I forgot because I'm always researching the articles and then I could just be Googling it as I'm talking to you. And with all that, it's, I don't know, you know, it, I could see the younger generations having no problem with getting some sort of chip or some sort of connection so that they could always be online. And to them, it'll be a no big deal. But for me, as I mentioned, I think the human body is so remarkable. We can do so many things as far as abuse it. We could eat bad. We could eat, uh, we could just drink alcohol. We could not work out. And the body keeps going and it keeps going. And it could repair itself through from injuries. I know I've had many different injuries and it just recovers. Sometimes you need medical attention. Sometimes, you know, it, it'll do it itself. And some, like when I got stitches in my eye, the doctor told me, you really didn't need stitches, but it would take twice as long for it to heal. So we're we're at that cross point where, I think it's because a lot of parents 
And I know it's difficult, they're, but they're giving the kids a cell phone too much. And then they go, and I see this all the time because I have plenty of friends who are instructors in martial arts or coaches and baseball or in football. And the parents will go and take the kids and they want the kids to be active and play sports. And then the mom and dad won't do any sort of activity except yell at the coach telling them how their kid is so good and they deserve to play. But you need to be an example. You can't expect your kid drop them off at karate and then all you're doing is on your cell phone and then when you pick them up or you go and you go home and you sit down and you watch Netflix then you're not being a good example to your kid and they're gonna eventually be like well you don't do it why do I have to keep going to baseball practice why do I have to keep going to karate and they're gonna want to quit what is uh, I'm gonna change the saying around but the family that works out together stays together so be active with your kids, play with them, not just video games, but, you know, do something active with them. And actually that, that's a, I'm not sure how old your kids are. Uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I always get my tongue twisted, but I think it's Sonia. Maybe that's something you could try as well. Uh, working out with your kids, involving them. That's always fun. Anytime I play with my kids, even though they're grown or just I'm around them, it makes me happy and doing something active with them. You know, as I, as you mentioned, it seems like you have some limitations there, but taking them over here, we, I think we have a, I think it's called sky zone where you can go and you could jump on trampolines, things like that. Just have fun with them, be active, be a good role model. And then that way they're also not so attached to technology. I'm not anti-technology, but I definitely do think that as we go forward, we need to be more in touch with ourselves and our connection with everything else, nature, the human body. And the way to do that is, for me, physical exercise. So I hope uh, this helps anyone listening to this, and maybe we'll have you contemplate on technology and how beneficial it is or isn't. And thank you, everybody, for joining. Hey, Lily. Uh, the show is just about to end, but I will be back later today with sports and news and fitness trends around the world and we're going to be talking about a lot because there is a lot in the sports world and fitness uh, trends that I really didn't touch on today on this one this is really just about the future technology and how obsessed we are with living forever and it's not going to stop it's only a matter of time I think between when science and and technology basically are able to do this. I even saw that the Pentagon, and this was, I think, four years ago, that they said that by 2045, we're going to be controlling, say, our watch, our phone, everything through our brain waves. And I'm sure that's going to have to somehow be like Elon Musk, Neuralink type of technology. Uh, I don't really personally think I would go that way. I would prefer to log on the whole time. I would prefer to use a cell phone, use a smartwatch, but to each its own. And right now, parents can still be influential on their kids. That way, we're not going to stop technology, but at least you can have them be part of the real world, not just the virtual. So thank you, everybody, for joining. I'm, I am Coach Ray Z. This has been Athletic Definition, the future fitness, and I will see you later today. Thank you, everybody, for joining.